Hello teachers from around the world and welcome to the Summer Professional Development Series on Legendary Educator. I'm Mr. Ramos, a former teacher and certified teacher trainer and passionate about the classroom and about learning. This Summer PD Series is meant to prepare you to conquer the classroom next September and help you reach your goal of becoming a Legendary Educator. Every week over the summer, we'll be tackling a different topic, sharing a different perspective and learning a new skill. Whether you're a new teacher going into the classroom for the first time this September, or an experienced teacher who just needs to polish up on some skills, this podcast is a must-listen this summer. At the end of each episode, I'll include some advice for new teachers, so stay tuned till the end. Last week, we discussed how to set the tone on the first day of school, to establish clear expectations and create a positive learning environment. This week, I want to get into some of the reasons that cause negative behavior in the classroom in the first place. If we understand the causes, we can create an action plan to improve the overall behavior in our classroom. So today, I will present five general causes of negative behavior. The last two are the heavyweights, so you'll want to listen till the end. Before we begin, if you haven't already done so, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, because you don't want to miss any of the episodes this summer. All right. Let's begin. Class is in session. Thanks to Aura for sponsoring this episode. If you've got a cell phone or a laptop, chances are you've already been a victim of having your personal information exposed. Data brokers are making a fortune selling your information to robocallers, spammers, and others who want to learn more about you, like where you live or what your phone number is. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Aura. Aura can identify data brokers exposing your information and submit opt-out requests on your behalf. Brokers are legally required to remove your information if you ask them to, but they make it super hard to do. Let Aura handle it for you. You can try Aura free for two weeks by going to aura.com slash legendaryeducator. That's A-U-R-A dot com slash legendaryeducator. Aura also does so much more to protect you and your family from online threats you cannot see. It's really easy to set up, so you don't have to download several different apps to get things like parental control, antivirus, VPN, password management, identity theft insurance, and more. You get everything at one affordable price. Let Aura do the hard work of keeping you safe online so you can focus on other tasks with peace of mind. You can either let people continue to exploit and profit off your private information, or you can go to aura.com slash legendaryeducator. Again, that's A-U-R-A dot com slash legendaryeducator. When I was a teacher, there was a phenomenon that always fascinated me. I was a high school teacher, and so in high school, the students are the ones who go from class to class or from teacher to teacher. And early on, I noticed that the same group of students act differently or act in a different way in every classroom or with every teacher. With some teachers, they are extremely well-behaved, and they are attentive, and they are on track. With other teachers, they're just all over the place and they're not really doing what they're supposed to be doing. And that really fascinated me. 
And early on, I realized that the behavior of the students is not in the hands of the students themselves, but in the hands of the teacher. It's the teacher who controls the environment of the classroom. It's the teacher who is the captain of the ship that is the classroom. And so a successful teacher is going to be able to positively control the behavior of the students in the classroom. So if the teacher is responsible for creating the classroom culture, why do we keep blaming the students for their negative behavior? If we want to teach our students to be responsible for their actions, how come we aren't taking responsibility for the outcome of our students' behavior? This year, I want you to try to change your mindset about classroom management and student behavior. Instead of blaming the students or the parents, I want you to take responsibility and see what you are doing or not doing that is leading to negative behavior in your classroom. As I said, the same group of students act differently with different teachers. So what are you doing that is leading your students to misbehave in your classroom? This is what I want to get into today. What are some of the main causes for negative behavior? Well, today I will discuss five general causes that result in negative behavior. So fasten your seatbelts because this is going to be a bumpy ride. Number one. You don't set clear expectations and your students don't really know how to act in your classroom. This is a follow-up to last week's episode about setting the tone, where I gave you the simple formula for classroom management, which is clear expectations plus consistency. Again, clear expectations plus consistency. You may know, in your own head, how you expect your students to behave, but do they know? Are your expectations clear enough that your students don't risk misunderstanding? Let's take a look at how expectations become unclear. Number one, you haven't presented your expectations and you assume your students will automatically know. While students are smarter than you think, they're not mind readers. If you don't outline your expectations from the first day of school, they won't know what you expect and, moreover, Punishing them for acting against your expectations while they don't even know what your expectations are sounds a little bit crazy when you say it out loud, doesn't it? Please make sure you have clearly outlined and presented your expectations, as per what we discussed last episode, and that there is no risk of misunderstanding. Repeat as often as you need to until you're sure that everything is crystal clear so that there is no excuse for not following your expectations. Number two, you're not consistent about maintaining your expectations. This happens when you presented your expectations, but you don't really follow them. For example, let's take what we discussed last week. You expect your students to enter your classroom quickly and quietly and find their seats right away. But a few weeks into the school year, you give up and become too relaxed with this process. You let them come in rowdy and roam your class for several minutes before reluctantly finding their seats. If this happens, that's it. This expectation becomes null and void. The following day, if you want to resurrect this rule, you're going to face a lot of pushback because, to the students, this is no longer one of your expectations. They are now confused and unsure of what you want them to do. And don't even try to impose consequences because they won't make any sense anymore. It is up to you to be consistent with your expectations. Don't forget. Don't lapse and don't make exceptions. 
this just confuses the students and your expectations are no longer clear to them. And if this happens, you can go ahead and expect a lot of negative behavior because at that point, they've just given up. For more discussion on this, I need you to go back and listen to episode 13, where I go more into detail about clear expectations. Alright, reason number two for negative behavior. You don't build strong relationships with your students. In other words, they don't trust you. On episode 10, Mr. Steve Neal says, Students learn best from teachers whom the students believe care about them. I invite you to go back and listen to my interview with Mr. Neal, because we go in-depth about the importance of building strong relationships with our students. That was episode 10. Ask any student, and they'll tell you they appreciate the teacher who cares about them, and they don't appreciate the teacher who goes into the classroom, does their thing, and leaves, also known as the paycheck teacher. Students can't tell the difference, trust me. I've had several discussions with my former students about this before. So, I know they knew who was the paycheck teacher and who was the teacher who actually cared about them. You'll need to actually talk to your students. Get to know them. Talk about something outside of the curriculum. Ask them questions. Let them ask you questions. Without getting overly personal, of course. Take the time to get to know your students and really, sincerely, take an interest in them. And if you think this is a chore then I'm sorry to say that teaching is the wrong profession for you. Once you establish that link and your students start trusting you, you'll see more eyes fixed on you and not wandering from wall to wall. Reason number three. They just don't care. Okay, this is bad. This is code red. Where have we gone wrong? Why have we neglected the student for so long, resulting in them to give up or not care anymore? This is the most challenging of the reasons, because if a student reaches this point, it's really hard to bring them back in. Hard, but not impossible. There are several reasons that may lead to this. For example, the student doesn't have confidence in themselves. They don't believe that they will achieve and succeed, so they give up. Or, the student has unrealistically over-ambitious ideas of becoming something that doesn't need education. A famous actor, a rock star, a pro ball player, an entrepreneur, the next Elon Musk, and so forth. And the more they hear about this 0.01% who've dropped out of school and become millionaires, the more they believe they can achieve the same thing. They're also going to need a lesson in statistics, by the way. The student has joined the wrong crowd and is going down a wrong and dark path. Drug use, illegal activity, you know, things like that. This student is rebellious against something. Their parents, authority, teachers, whatever it may be. But they're acting out in defiance. In any case, you'll want to catch this as early as possible. And lots of intervention is needed. And you'll probably need the assistance of other teachers, administrators, and school counselors if you're not able to handle this yourself. Okay, we're almost done. We got two more reasons. And as I said, these are the heavyweights. You know, it's no secret that teachers spend on classroom supplies out of their own pockets. Whiteboard markers, crayons, coloring pencils, sometimes even furniture for their classrooms. So it's only logical that teachers would want the best deals for their school supplies. 
I found this website that sells literally everything a teacher would need to fill their classrooms, for all grade levels. Discount School Supply offers the best variety of school supplies, arts and crafts supplies, teaching resources, educational-based toys and games, and learning tools for children, parents, and teachers. With a collection of thousands of arts and crafts materials, education toys, and dramatic play toys, the Discount School Supply website and catalog are sure to have something for infants and toddlers, as well as children in daycares, kindergarten, or preschool. Teachers and parents say the company offers great quality at a great price. Other benefits include free shipping on stock orders over $99, same-day shipping, 110% lowest price guarantee, plus web-only promotions, and they even have a clearance page for even more savings. Discount School Supply is America's one-stop shop for everything a teacher would ever need throughout the year. Check it out to see if you qualify for free shipping. Please use the affiliate link to support the channel. You can find it in the show notes or at legendaryeducator.com resources. Discount School Supply, always low prices, always 110% guaranteed. Reason number four, they're bored. As adults, it's difficult to sit still if we're bored or not entertained. Now turn that up to a thousand for kids. If your student is bored, they will find something to entertain or distract them. Fidgeting, talking to their classmate next to them, cracking jokes, blurting out nonsense, getting their phone out, having a snack, you name it. Their creativity seems to suddenly appear when they're bored and need to entertain themselves. So what seems like negative behavior is just your student trying to entertain themselves. And I really hope you're not punishing them for being bored. Imagine you're boring them, then you're punishing them for being bored. Doesn't seem fair, does it? So why are they bored? Well, several reasons are possible. They're bored because you are boring, sorry to say. Are you still wearing that 19th century hat, standing in front of the class and lecturing everything? Because yeah, that doesn't work anymore. We're working with a highly reduced attention span, and if you're not working within these limits, then you're pretty much wasting your breath. We're going to get into how to engage your students on a future episode of the Summer PD series. Another reason they're bored is because the topics don't seem relevant to them. How old are they? Nothing is relevant to them. They haven't seen or experienced enough to start making connections on their own. That's what you need to do. Everything is relevant if you're able to make a connection. So make sure you add this to your lesson plans. Making a real-life connection with what you're teaching is going to make the topic more relevant and thus more interesting to your students. Or finally, are they bored because they don't understand? And this is cause number five for negative behavior. Students don't understand. If your student doesn't understand, not only will they be bored, but also frustrated. Rarely will a student admit that they don't understand, especially if you haven't built that relationship with them. Yes, everything is connected. So instead of admitting, they're going to act out. They'll act out in frustration. They're saying, look at me, hear me. I'm doing this because I don't understand. I'm doing this to get your attention in the hopes that you'll see past my blatant disruptive behavior and notice my insecurities. Help me. In which case, are we automatically giving them consequences for being seemingly disruptive because they don't understand? Or are you taking the time to have a side talk with them 
to get to the root of their behavior? Are you taking the time to answer the questions or give them a little extra attention to make sure they're on track? Or are you going in, giving your lesson, then cartoonishly rushing out in a plume of dust and flying papers? At this point, I invite you to listen to episode three with Dr. Andrew Scheip, the king of classroom management and recent recipient of the well-deserved Florida Scholastic Press Association Teacher of the Year Award where we go through how he develops his positive classroom environment and how he deals with disruptive students. Now that we've listed the five general reasons for negative behavior, I want you to ask yourself, can we still blame the students for being disruptive or acting negatively? Sure, these five reasons are a generalization, and sometimes there are exceptions where a student needs special care or attention for a variety of reasons, in which case you've got the support of the administration and school counselors. I know how this sounds, and I'm sorry I'm putting the load and responsibility on your lap, but if you take a few steps back and look at the bigger picture, this is really what it boils down to. Are you doing everything necessary for your students to act as you expect them to? Classroom management isn't easy, my friends. It takes time, it takes effort, it takes persistence, and it takes special care for you to reach a level where your students are consistently on track, your classroom has a positive learning environment, and substantial learning is taking place. You're the captain of your ship. Don't forget that. You need to steer it in the direction you want it to go. Don't be afraid. <laughs> yes, I'll tell them, mm -hmm. I'm going to tell them, don't be afraid. I'm going to tell them, I know you're going to, because what happens is that especially teachers who have no idea about teaching and it's their first year, they think it's so cute from the movies that they watch and the books <laughs> that they read and that they think that when they're going to enter the class, the kids really do sit down and they do listen. Uh -huh. And I'm just like, that's not what happens inside the classroom. So I'm going to tell them, don't be afraid of what you're going to see and you're going to experience. And you have to come every day and get that out. And you need to talk to somebody, whether your mentor or your coach, because it's frightening. It's scary when the teacher enters, especially new teachers have never, ever taught before. You should see how their face glows and they think that, you know what? Oh my God, I'm going inside my classroom and they have all those little stickers up there mm. and their door is all shiny and pretty and they have their markers set and the kids come in and then it's like, pew, <laughs> you know what? It's like something exploded in their face. They come out outside the classroom. I've seen that face before. Teachers come out after the first session, just like, oh my God, what happened? <laughs> Why are the kids this way? I didn't see that coming. I would tell them, I told you, don't be scared. It's going to be okay. Thank you for tuning in today. If you found this episode of the Summer PD series beneficial, your homework is to share it with one of your teacher friends, preferably somebody who's new to teaching, so that they too will learn and benefit for their students. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Legendary Educator, and you'll want to head over to legendaryeducator.com and get on the mailing list to be notified of new content and updates. Next week on the Summer PD series, I'll be talking about how to engage your students. Thanks for tuning in to Legendary Educator. Class is dismissed.
One of the great things about being a teacher is the flexibility to teach abroad and travel the world, see new cultures and meet new people. Schools from all over the world are always looking for native English speakers to teach their students, sometimes whether or not you're actually trained or have any teaching experience. What you will need, however, is a TEFL certification, or Teaching English as a Foreign Language. This is your ticket to working at thousands of schools all over the world, in Asia, Middle East, South America, and Europe. The TEFL Institute is an internationally recognized and leading TEFL course provider. They offer a range of accredited TEFL courses to students worldwide to prepare them to teach English anywhere in the world. With over 30 years of teaching experience and expertise in EFL training, their TEFL courses are recognized and trusted by employers globally. They are motivated by their passion for travel, teaching, and building lasting relationships with their students. And they're here for you every step of your TEFL journey. By being TEFL certified, you can teach overseas and online, even if you don't have a teaching background. With the TEFL Institute, become TEFL certified in a matter of weeks. To support the channel, use the link available in the show notes, or browse this and other great resources at legendaryeducator.com resources. Check out the TEFL Institute today and explore the next chapter of your career, and get up to 42% off the price of your course.